0: Everyone and welcome to edition 101 of On the Ball, the Norwich City podcast that has never been caught in possession. Sorry, Ben. Uh, I'm Michael Bailey. I cover the Canaries for the Athletic, and I hope this finds you safe and well on the way. Mixed bags. Welcome to the party, Kieran, and the women showing Norwich how it's done. We will work through all that and more with our guests this evening. Oh, I've almost caught up the music there. That was good work, wasn't it? Uh, they are On The Ball's official random quizmaster generator, <laughs> Ryan Livermore. Evening, guys. And our special guest this evening, Norwich City Women Captain, Millie Davis.
1: Evening.
0: This is very exciting. Um, welcome, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us, everyone listening. And of course, our guests this evening. Um, how are we all doing, Ryan? How are you first and foremost?
2: I am delightful. Thank you, Michael. I've had a lovely Easter. I got a grand total of one egg this year, which is a record low for me. So, yeah, I'm <laughs> nice getting old, time. getting well, old. Okay.
0: Um, maybe maybe quantity, quality over quantity. What, what yes. was this one egg?
2: Oh, it was a weird one, right? I know this is a well, football podcast, a but but indulge me, right? It was a hotel chocolate egg. So it was very oh, nice, incredibly but it expensive, ice, then, it, it was Very quantity, <laughs> indeed. But it was an ice cream sandwich flavor mm, one. What? Uh, what? Yeah, it was strange. It's like an egg with chocolate bread in the middle of it. It was really weird. I can't explain it. it just, I've made it sound even worse than what it might you might be thinking it is. But it was Have not you eaten the it already? Oh, I smashed it. Smashed through it straight <laughs> away. It was so good.
0: Wow. Out of ten, it was, yeah. So what, like 9 oh, out
2: of 10? Oh, 10 out of 10 for design, and then 8 out of 10 for everything else. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, 1 out of 10 we, for price. Very expensive. <laughs>
0: yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. Did you need buy it for yourself. No, oh,
0: okay. No. No, I was just thinking because you were very aware of the price, so I was just double checking. Oh, that's good. <laughs> that's grand. Um, uh, I, I got some Tony, Tony's chocolate. You know the big chocolate bars. Yes. Um, mm. I, I I didn't get a bar. I got a sort of a pack of little eggs. Really, oh. really tasty. Um, mm. but they did go in about twenty minutes. Um, so that's grand. Um, Millie, happy Easter to you. Um, how Hello, many threads did you get?
1: I also got one. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, th- I think it's because um me and my boyfriend are moving into um our home, our new home. So I'm getting home stuff instead of Easter eggs. So I'm happy with that. That's fine with me. <laughs> that Brilliant. was my mum's excuse. She was like, I'll get you something for your new home so rather did, than did, chocolate. <laughs> did,
0: they, did they buy you, I don't know, real eggs? A mirror. <laughs> A mirror, wow. In the shape of an egg. I mean, that,
1: yeah. that's, that's,
0: an, that's the most useful thing anyone's ever got at Easter. Well,
1: yeah, that is very true. Yeah.
0: Um, what, I'm obviously stuck, stuck on this um, Easter egg theme. What Easter egg did you get?
1: Oh, it was just this classic cream egg. Oh, yeah, cream Solid egg. choice,
2: though. Solid Thanks. choice.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, and, of course, you're an elite woman, So, um, you know, that <laughs> probably have to go, and unlike me. I mean, I, I, don't, I don't know what that was about. But, yeah, well, I'm glad you enjoyed the Easter egg anyway, Millie. Um, Thanks. And, and how are you? I didn't actually ask you. I was too busy about the eggs. How are you?
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm all good, thank you. I'm a bit um, sore from yesterday's game. But apart from that, I'm all good.
0: Yeah, we're not yeah. just talking about kicks on the ankles, are we? <laughs> No, <laughs> no, <laughs> there's a bit of celebrating going are. on, which is brilliant, and we'll get to we'll get to talk about that in a bit, most definitely. Um, mm. I should just say apologies for the absence of a pod last week. Um, I did get struck down by a virus, uh, not that one, apparently. Um, so uh, that was that, but uh, it's okay. We're back now, so I'm pol- apologies for putting you all out, but I think that still means we should crack on right now um, with this week's podcast and this week's headline act. <laughs> it's a motorbike going past that's obviously exciting um yes uh, we've got two, two games to uh to catch up on obviously due, due to uh, last week's uh, absence pod of a pod norwich beat burnley so i mean tell me about it i was gutted um, in itself that we didn't do a podcast after a victory because there haven't been many so um you know we can we can enjoy that in a bit um but you know norwich gave us those three points uh last sunday uh, and then this weekend, they gave us a proper roller coaster at Carroll Road uh, at Old Trafford even on Saturday. I was there. I did go to the right place. <laughs> um, um, I mean, Norwich are still hanging in there. Ryan, nothing's done or dusted yet. So that's the good news. Uh, I, I, I guess we're probably waiting for their f- fate to be sealed, but um, we can wait as we go along. Um, <laughs> what did you make of the performance against Manchester United? Because actually, there was a lot I really liked about it,
2: I have to say. I agree. I agree completely. It just its a shame that it was just it epitomized the story of this season, really, in the sense of plenty of endeavor and the moments of quality we did show were overshadowed by uh, individual incompetence in one or two areas. I mean, it, its I think a lot's been made recently about, certainly pre-Burnley, about the lack of potency in the final third. And I think Bringing in Kieran Dowell as well has brought the best out of Timo Puki. And I think a lot of the good stuff in the last couple of games has been down to that. Evident on Saturday when they, you know, set each other up for their respective goals. But it was as good as it was on, on Saturday against what is still a good team. You know, they're a team going for the top four. It just, there was a sour taste for me at the end when it's all that hard work, all that innovation in the areas where we previously struggled was just outdone by the incompetence at the back which has been an Achilles heel a lot this season
0: yes um, I mean I, let, let's the thing about Man United is they're almost two teams they were you could see how much quality they had with the ball and and the way they were creating things Um Likewise, I don't think I've ever seen a team less bothered about doing anything <laughs> yeah. defensively and, and yeah. across a team. I mean, the, the rest of it, the, the, they just couldn't be bothered. Um, and, and that just sort of left the back four to it, really. And, and maybe just the centre-backs, to be honest, because the, mm. the full-backs were off on their own adventure anyway.
2: I found it, uh, sorry, I found it interesting as well when you said about Maxwell Cornet last week missing that sitter, that better players would finish those chances. I'm flipping that on its head completely on Saturday, I think if a slightly less effective goalkeeper had been in between the six for Man United. It could have been a different story as well because they have nothing <laughs> in their back line, but David De Gea, regardless of his shakiness at points this season, I think is still a world-class goalkeeper.
0: Oh, hundred percent. And he made yeah. a brilliant save low from Milot Rashid with the game two, two really crucial moment, but also in the opening few moments, um, a really good save one-on-one with, with Puki who who is that time played in by pierre Les Malou. Um, it's lovely to see Timo Pukki getting some service, isn't it, Millie? I mean, I, I, I know they've been working on it, but it, it's interesting how it just sort of clicked in recent weeks, almost.
1: Yeah, definitely. I think Timo Pukki is—he's—he's he's a great player, but he needs the service. You can't expect him to do it on his own, and that's like, you know, you're asking for him to come up with something magical every week, but he's not going to be able to produce that if he's not getting the service. So, yeah, it's great to see it, like to see him getting um, some goals. And, you know, I think he's a brilliant player, but like you say, he needs the backing as well. So, yeah.
0: He does need the backing. He needs the the, the backing of others scoring as well, because actually the, mm. the cross for for, for Kieran Dow was a bit of a peach as well. And um, nice to see Kieran Dow showing up, isn't it?
1: Hmm. <laughs> yeah I well I do obviously I do follow the football but I haven't really been um following it too much so I haven't really been aware of what's like going on completely but I haven't really heard much about him recently so yeah it was nice to see him um against Man United um and yeah he got his goal so
0: I know you you, it's fair enough Millie because I think you have you you play most weekends like on both days don't you and also (laughs) I think I think you're allowed that um uh it's it's the interesting thing, I suppose, Ryan, is that um Kieran Dow's got this opportunity, but he's probably got the opportunity because Josh Sargent rolled his ankle. And um it, you know, he's doing something that no one else has really done. It seems to have lent itself to Norwich playing more back to their four, two, three, one. Um, so we've kind of gone full circle a bit. But there does seem so much of a better balance in terms of Norwich getting bodies forward, but not really being stretched at the other end, which is curious because the whole reason they didn't play that formation at the start of the season was to, <laughs> to avoid a repeat of two years ago.
2: Well, do you know what it is? I think I think they've not only reverted back to a system that they're familiar with, but the way the personnel play as well, I think that they're, they're just so used to it because they spent a good two or three seasons under Daniel Farker playing not just a 4-2-3-1, but if you look at the three who are behind Timu, you've got Pielis Malou who's in the 10 and his job is to essentially link the eight to the nine and you have a direct player on the left in, in Rashidza, who's going to commit players and, and get the team up the pitch. And then you have this sort of wide playmaker inverted forward in Kieran Dowell. And that's the role that, you know, Bent Buendia was playing for those years. And I think the team are probably so used to that system that it's a case of, for them, going back to basics when things were a bit muddled in the in the weeks prior to. I mean, I don't know how you see it, Michael. Obviously, you you have the pleasure of seeing the game's constantly in their full and you're in and around it a bit more but i I don't know how you see it in that sense
0: yeah i think um it does it it does the amount of times i've seen a manager um, stumble across is not the right word but you know their their selections are influenced by what's available and then it works and and they obviously part of what they've got to do is make their tools available to them work um and i it felt like um for a lot for a lot of this season they've tried to Utilise something that hasn't just hasn't been effective, and it's been difficult to sort of mm. put 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 that down to exactly why. Um, it was interesting speaking to Kieran Dowell after the game because he was talking about how you know as long as one's coming deep, that works, providing two then go beyond, and they do seem to have that balance with with Milot and Temu uh, sort of both willing to get in behind while while Kieran all sort of dropped back. But I mean the quality of the pass he played and Pierre the the quality of balls to to provide chances I thought was really impressive Mm -hmm. um but Norwich generally looked quite secure in in the middle but they do tend to do that when they come up against teams who just don't press them at all which I think was where United were pretty much and even Burnley didn't really do it so um there's sort of a bit of fits and starts in in that as well and then Newcastle I don't know if they are suddenly a pressing team but I I doubt it probably (laughs) so um you know, maybe this is a decent run for them, but um, I'm, I'm I'm happy for Kieran Dow because I think, and he, he does seem to like having a strong end to the season because I think he did, he did that last <laughs> season as well. So I think if um, you look at him and you look what what he could develop into, I think you yeah. know there's there's certainly someone who should have an impact next year. We've with, with well certainly if Norwich are in the championship. Yeah. Um, the one, the one slight worry we've got, Millie, is that, that Keir, uh, Kenny McLean may have broken his toe. Um, we don't actually know. Well, mm. I, I, they may know, but we don't know as yet. Um, that'd be a bit of a blow, obviously. And uh, Kenny, Kenny's, a, Kenny's a difficult one, I think, for some supporters because I feel like he, he's a bit of the scapegoat at times. Yet, you know, managers always play him because they see uh, a guy, who, you know, who runs and, and it gives a lot of energy and. Mm they obviously like what they see and, and um do, do you feel like he's someone who's maybe a bit underappreciated there's bits of his game that people don't don't necessarily appreciate what he does
1: yeah i think so i mean i've always um when i go to watch at Carroll road sometimes i i i think he plays with a lot of passion he's been there for quite a while um you know that's his club so i think yeah I I really enjoy watching him play. I'm a centre midfielder as well. So I do tend to watch, you know, people in my positions. It's just something that I've always done. But I think, yeah, he probably is underappreciated um, and, you know, he gets his goals as well. He does. He plays his part in um, creating things as well. So, yeah, definitely.
0: It would be a would be a blow because I mean if it is um if it is a broken toe I don't know which toe but I would imagine some toes are worse than others then uh, we might it might be his season done I'm not sure and I don't want to say because I don't know so um but we'd hope for his sake that that's not the case um uh you can watch my video verdict if you want in terms of my my view of of the substitutions which was that I think it's a bit harsh to criticise Dean Smith for the uh, for the substitutions affecting the result on the. On Saturday, uh, Ryan, I did write a piece on The Athletic about Billy Gilmore's record in terms of Norwich with and without him, um, <laughs> which is, yeah. um, you know, the piece, obviously, is 14 1,300 words long. So there is nuance to it. Um, hmm. Either way, you can't... Whatever you think the cause is, you can't argue with the fact that, you know, there is a big difference between when Billy Gilmore is on the pitch and when he's not. Uh, I don't think Saturday had any particular bearing on that because it was hardly his fault that Norwich conceded within a couple of minutes no. of what coming going on. And I just just thought he had some nice... More, isn't it, for him. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, of course. I thought he had some nice touches and some nice passes when he came on as well. Um Listen, I'm, I'm, I don't think I'm going to say anything about Billy Gilmore that hasn't been said already, really. But I, there is, I, there are no words, nothing <laughs> can possibly not. It's have been it's said. it's one of those where I I listen. I don't doubt that in a couple seasons he will be a very very good player, and I think this the odds are that he's going to have a career at the very least, sort of playing mid table Premier League. But he's been thrown into a team where he is just not suited to the style, really, and he's I think. It's, there's a talented player there who benefited, as obvious as it sounds, from having more so talented players around him at Chelsea. So he can be afforded to do the, these things which he can't at Norwich. Really, um, I don't know why at the start of the season they chose to play him as a as a six because I think his his attributes are more lended to the final third. But it, it's there for all to to see that Norwich are way more lightweight with him in the team. Um, and I, I do feel bad because if you think because Kenny's now presumably out for the rest of the season, maybe there's um, a chance for Billy to step up, but he just won't. If they're going to stick with this system, he he can't screen with Matthias Norman. It just won't work. Norwich will be too fragile. So it's it's Lucas Rupp or bust, really, in my opinion. And that it's unfortunate for Billy because I think there there are points when you do need a bit of creativity um, from deeper positions, but I. <sighs> It's. I mean, the stats speak for themselves, isn't it? I mean, the the in your article, Michael, the the, the points per game compared when he's in the team to when he's not is just. It, <laughs> the cynic in me thinks it's, that's maybe a bit more than just coincidence. But what do I know? I, I'm not qualified.
0: <laughs> oh, uh, but neither am I. And I wrote it. Um, uh, well, yes, indeed, and that there is probably a wider debate as well as to which point Norwich um, start. Uh, you know, working out whether to keep playing their lones or to play players who will be here next year um, or next season, because that's mm. obviously going to become a becoming a, a the, Do you know? We get.
2: Do you know? What I think is quite ironic as well that I think. We're, are we all in agreement that Norwich are done, right? We can say they're done. Mathematically, no, but we can all. Let's yeah. go on. Look on. We're all friends. Um, put it on Millie. Millie doesn't have to answer. <laughs> no. So, oh, yeah, um, sorry, Millie. Don't have to yes, I mean. But blink yeah. twice
0: if you think they're down. Is what I'm trying to say. The the, Brent, the Brentford game uh, did it for me. But yeah, carry
2: on. No, no. I think the irony is, is that if when Norwich do the inevitable happens, I think Billy might be quite good next year in a league where he's going to have more of the ball and uh, the chance to advance and transition a bit higher up the pitch. But that's not going to happen is it let's be honest he'll go he'll go somewhere ironically like a palace I think where kind of like that kind of ilk of player or or club sorry or a Wolves or Southampton maybe where you're going to have a bit more of the ball and the quality around you is going to not be trying to do Cruyff turns on the edge of its own box when Cristiano Ronaldo is waiting 10 yards away you know so it's an interesting show
0: actually because yeah Wolves and Southampton were both I think uh, linked with him in the summer. So mm. it would be it will be interesting where he goes because that will be an indication of what other people have made of his performances as mm. much as um, what Chelsea and and obviously people here have. Um, I think that rattles off all that. All right, so, yeah, I mean, we haven't really spoken about the main instance. Obviously, the first goal was an aberration and I was mm. really angry about that until Norwich were probably level uh, because it was just um, mm. uh, such a missed opportunity in that regard because I thought United were there for the taking. Um I think the second goal, Cristiano Ronaldo, can, can take some credit from that. I know he beat Ben Gibson to the header, but you know, Cristiano yeah. Ronaldo's done that a lot. He's made a career um, from it, hasn't he? So he has. Uh, Tim Krull, should he have Millie, should he have put you on the spot now? Should he have saved the free <laughs> kick, do you think?
1: Um I'm not a goalkeeper, but um I think he probably knows that he probably could have saved it, yeah.
0: I think that's a diplomatic answer, Ryan. <laughs>
2: Yeah, it's it's it struck it well, but it's it's his side. He gets two hands on it, and um, he should he should save it. Really,
0: should Norwich have taken a point, Ryan?
2: On balance, yeah, I think a point is probably uh, would have been a fair result for me. But then I am a bit biased. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know what? If being as objective yeah. as possible and all seriousness, I think a point would have been fair. Take it.
0: Um, uh, yes, yeah, obviously Norwich beat Burnley 2 0. I, I can't really remember much of the game now because it was a long time ago. Uh, Millie was busy doing something properly probably important, I imagine. Um, and Ryan, did you watch it?
2: Uh, I did. Yes, I did.
0: Okay, that's good. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I can't remember who scored the first goal, but Timmy Pucky scored a lovely second with Matthias Norman's <laughs> wonderful through ball, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um mm-hmm. Billy got Billy the first time. Thank you. Yeah, his first goal back. in English football. Of course mm-hmm. it was. It was nice to speak to him. I spoke to him in Kirindale after the game on Saturday, this is. Uh um, Pierre was a little bit non-committal as he probably would be over his future because he doesn't know which division Norwich he'll be playing in. And I can, I can only imagine what he would be thinking sitting there listening to people telling him about the championship. <laughs> um, it must be a very interesting conversation. Mm. Uh, Kieran will, will be here providing, he want, uh, providing Norwich want him which I, I'm sure they, they will. Um, the other thing, the, probably the one thing I wanted to have said last week had I been fit enough to do the podcast was that I, I kind of feel like in in you know 15 years time michael oliver will reveal will will have published his autobiography and in it he will probably reveal that you know the morning before he found himself really annoyed that he didn't get the uh, man city liverpool game and then he just sort of remembers this sort of walking around Carra road being like oh, and and just sort of you know trying to make things exciting for himself during the game because it's a bit of that kind of performance but you know <laughs> He's a very good referee still, so I'm not gonna I'm not gonna put the hmm. boot in because I, I don't do that. Uh, but at least Carrow got to see another win, um, which is good. Um, maybe they can do that again this coming weekend when Newcastle visit, which we will talk about in a moment. But um, let me I was just going to go through some uh, quick questions. Um, Upper Roehampton Catch Championship Wrestling. That's a great title. Uh, thanks for your <laughs> kind words. That's what I'm going to say here. Uh, Josh says, don't worry, Ryan. Uh, now we can all raid the reduced section and double our egg count. I mean, this is a good point. you go going, i are going to go and yes. buy it. Emily, you're nodding. You're going to go and buy yourself yeah. another egg.
1: Yeah, I can get another egg. I think to be fair, when the season's over, I'll be eating a lot more. So <laughs>
2: yeah,
1: definitely. <Fair>
2: <laughs> same. Yeah. Uh-huh. I mean, I'd even play, but same.
0: Yeah. Um, I love that. Um, uh feel for steve here he, he's a diabetic so um uh but it, you don't have a sweet t- he says he doesn't have a sweet tooth and he doesn't do easter so you probably done quite well out of that um and hopefully steve as well and yeah, mm-hmm. you know, he can still have uh something not sweet for easter i'm trying to think like fr- fried eggs just an actual egg eggs? Eggs? <laughs> yeah, yeah, eggs. yeah. yeah actually, they're so much eggs. better for you <laughs> as well um uh, and uh, oh, is this Josh again? I'm going through. I can't remember. Uh, I'm losing track. Josh, spirited performance for Man United. Silly mistakes as normal, and beaten by a player worth more than our club, uh, which is which is true. Um, Carsten's been in touch. Hello from uh, love from Denmark. Well, that is nice because I've never been to Denmark, but I would love to go. So mm-hmm. um, that's all I can really add uh, to that one. Um, one for you, Ryan Craig Matliss. Can Dal be the new Emmy? <laughs>
2: Um, not in terms of quality but certainly the role he has to play in the team I think Um, that sort of position maybe just off the right is suited to him to sit a bit narrower because he's got a wand of a left foot as the cliche goes Um, I think I think he's, he's brought the best out of uh, Temu, and I also think that the players alongside are benefiting from having that another creative link, which we've been missing a lot this season. So, I think he can certainly have a significant role to play, is the di- love, diplomatic answer. Love that, well
0: said. Uh, Steve McDonald as well. Um, was it Steve McDonald on Coronation Street? That's just a blast from the past <laughs> in my head. Uh, Kenny is someone who does, I don't think it's the same one. Kenny is someone who uh does a lot that you don't notice. He can do a 100 great things in a match and make one mistake, but the mistake is what everyone sadly remembers. Mm. Um, such as
2: uh such as watching football I suppose as a supporter um, I am sorry Michael I think when the time comes when Kenny leaves it'll be one of those where yeah his legs might go and he might not be as good of a player but it'll be one of those um good in the dressing room misses you know if he leaves and it coincides with Norwich doing a bit pants I think they'll be looking back at it going oh we let Kenny go he was good for the dressing room and all of that you know. so I, hope
0: Rangers, I hope Rangers don't come calling. I think he'd love a move to Rangers. Um, Steve McDonald uh, did also add in, is there a chance for Sorensen, um, Stephen Simmons uh, to that end? Billy isn't a defensive midfielder. Rather, see Sernson there. Sorry, I always forget. It's Jakob mm-hmm. Um Do you like ja- Jakob? Have you had a chance to see much of Jakob, Millie?
1: Um, yeah. Well, I mean, I most, mean...
0: To be honest, I go most weeks and I haven't seen much of a chance of seeing him. <laughs>
1: I think last season, maybe a bit more, like, when I remember watching him when we were in, like, lockdown, and, they, like, obviously all the games were behind closed doors or whatever. Um, I thought, yeah, I liked him, actually. I thought he was good, and he's quite versatile, isn't he? He can play um, in a few different positions, so, Usually, yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Might seem a left back next year, you never know. because yeah. um, Norwich might need one. Um right, uh no pick that one out this week. So I reckon we're gonna move on, if I may. Thank you for all those questions. Uh let us move on to um a bit of centerfold action. Well, tell me that's not jazzy um uh, yeah keep your questions coming in for those watching uh live we'll try and get uh through a, a wedge more of those before at the end of the podcast um but uh in this section of centerfold i reckon we should say a big congratulations to Norwich city women they earned their fourth straight win on sunday uh, with victory over AFC Wimbledon at the Nest, and that secured their survival in the fourth tier of the women's football pyramid. Uh, Millie mm-hmm. is captain; she's beaming, smiling. Um, yeah, congratulations! <laughs> I, I, I that must have you. been that must have been a hell of a of a feeling yesterday.
1: Yeah, it's just such a relief. Like we've gone obviously through the whole season being very close to the bottom. Um, uh, so basically, we have fourteen teams in our league, and four go down. So it's quite uh, around that area, the bottom area. Like it's a very tight battle, and yeah, we just the last four games we've had, we knew exactly what we we're playing for. Do you know what I mean? So yeah, it's been a relief <laughs> to finally know that we're going to be in the national league next season. So yeah, has that been good. um,
0: has that been quite clear to you then? You know, the the team before you've gone out for those games, just a, a different. Focus. What sort of stood out to you about them kind of knowing the task, I suppose, that was at hand?
1: Yeah, I think we know as a team that we should have done better this season. We've underperformed, basically. Um, and I'd, I couldn't tell you what it is exactly, but something just clicked um, after Christmas, really. We picked up a win at Enfield and that kind of... So Enfield are now in the bottom four, Um so they were like in and around us um and when we got a win there I think it kind of just made everything a bit more kind of realistic like we haven't got loads of games left and we need to kind of you know get some results so I don't know something something clicked and I can't I can't put my finger on it but
0: I'm glad it did. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it yeah. be, it's an incredible, I mean, how, how difficult a division, you say, you know, you should have probably performed better, but how mm. difficult a division is it? I mean, I was at the nest a few weeks, maybe 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 a couple of months ago now, I can't remember, yeah. um, to watch your you, uh, you girls play against um, Hashtag United. I mean, mm. they're, you know, al- albeit, you know, a team made up from a YouTube channel, they're yeah. arguably in a much stronger position than Norwich City women almost.
1: Yeah, I mean, they, um, they're they a very, very good side. And we say this a lot within the women's game, but you look at kind of the pool of, like, the talent pool around Essex, London, that kind of area, and then you come to Norfolk. And Norwich, the ladies, uh, the women's team are made up probably of the best players in Norfolk. So, you know, you've got that, but then it's a different... Um, kind of level in around, you know, London, Essex, that kind of area. And Villaricky, they're also in the fight for promotion against Hashtag at the moment. So they're the two top teams that, you know, they're fighting for promotion and they, yeah, they deserve to be in the league above. So, you know, there's a real kind of, not issue as such, but like you can see kind of why at the moment um, they're doing really well. Yeah.
0: And I mean, I I'm personally, I don't really like the setup at the moment in terms of uh, the women's football in in the east of england because uh, mm-hmm. effectively um you know the fa prioritizes um any really elite level talent in east anglia to go to ipswich because that's a chosen um pathway so mm-hmm. in terms of norwich and ipswich having a, a, an even battle at the moment it's it's just not possible because the, yeah. the game is skewed obviously that's for developmental reasons to help bring as many girls through as possible yeah. which is you know uh, uh, uh certainly the way uh certainly the result everyone would want but whether that mm. that works now is probably a debate not necessarily for now really, but um certainly <laughs> one I, i'll be having um myself yeah. in the future um
1: yeah.
0: uh, how were the celebrations What 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 was what was the highlight of last night
1: um I mean we really went out for a friend's birthday um it wasn't really yeah so (laughs) that was that but no it was it was a great you know it's always good to celebrate after a big win like that and Wimbledon who we played they haven't lost since uh yeah they've been unbeaten since August so and they're third in the league so it was such a massive win so yeah I definitely think the girls deserve to celebrate that one
0: yeah, dub, double bubble doesn't matter yeah. reason why it's two reasons then isn't it so that's yeah, better um exactly. are
1: there
0: um are there some unsung heroes in the team uh, now is your chance to sing them so I mean, <laughs> literally but i mean um you know when you when you go through when you go through you know the people who, who mm. help you you know get to games or whichever or or sort of organizing you also on the team and, and on yeah. the pitch. i mean
1: um obviously hats off to our management um uh sean how's our head coach he's done a brilliant job um motivating us girls especially for the kind of latter end of the season and you know it's been hard and you know it, when you're in that relegation battle you do have moments of like oh, are we ever going to get out of this kind of thing and you know there's been loads of support um to kind of bring us girls kind of into kind of reality and Say so yes, there is. There's there's a way out, kind of thing, um. But also, just yesterday, um, our goalkeeper Briny, she was immense. She was so good, and she's only eighteen, and she's just incredible. Yeah. So hats off to her. She she was brilliant. Yeah.
0: That's brilliant, Briny. Well done. Um, I, I mean, it has been a really interesting year, hasn't it? For the, for certainly 2022, I guess for the, hmm. for, the, for the for the women's team. I mean, the the team is now. Officially part of Norwich City Football Club, which is, um, I suppose, probably been an anomaly for most people and most supporters have probably either just ignored it or mm. not really realised. Um, I don't know if that put any pressure on over the course of um, of the rest of this season and, and surviving, but but also, what does it what does it mean for you as the captain and and going forward for the team?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's so good to have kind of the backing of the club now, and you know, it's quite a. I think it's um it's happened at the right time um the players that are coming through from the community sports foundation they're kind of um like the elite the academy set up equivalent kind of thing um the talent coming through from that is really good and you know we're getting those players now as well so that's really good and like i said i think it's kind of set up at the right time for kind of to help us progress um So if we want to progress and we want to, you know, keep pushing on and it had to happen, I think. So, yeah. And I've been a Norwich fan um, for years. Um, And yeah, it's just nice to have that kind of community feel around it. So you go past Carrow Road and there's um, myself and Leila. We're on the um, outside of Carrow Road and it's just nice to know that they kind of think about us if you know what I mean so yeah it's it's a nice nice feeling
0: yeah and, and being involved in the kit launches and all sorts of things mm-hmm. so I think yeah. that profile will 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 only grow stronger as as things go along so I, I think yeah, that's definitely. incredibly exciting I think it's incredibly important there's a wonderful mm-hmm. video um, Millie did on the Norwich City uh, YouTube channel um uh, which was I can't remember the t- the t- title of it now, but uh, um, something about the bias, oh, breaking yeah, the bias,
1: breaking the biases. Oh,
0: there we go. What about that? There My go. brain. <laughs> um, uh, which I which I, I rewatched as well. And there's there's a lovely element. I, I guess it get maybe it gets missed, but um, there's a, a, a lovely anecdote from Millie about um, a, Evie, a little girl who who came into the Norwich shop and, and wanted Millie's name on the back of her Norwich shirt. And I think mm-hmm. that that is. Um, you know men like me and boys like my two boys you know it's just it's almost uh, something that's taken for granted because clearly they're going to go and have one of the lads names on the back of their shirt but but for, for for Evie and for every other little girl who loves football and loves watching Norwich City, having a prominent women's team is absolutely crucial and and inspiring. So mm-hmm. um, on that basis, well done, Millie. Well done, the entire team, because there's a brilliant result on
2: Sunday. Thank and you. I think it's really exciting for what can, um, can go forward, isn't it, Ryan? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I, I think um, there's not enough uh, representation around the country, in ter- certainly in terms of, Um, the men's clubs being connected with their supposed women counterparts I think there's there's a good initiative at West Ham at the moment where um, if the two teams are playing on the same at home on the same day you can go get a ticket for the men's game and that gets you into the women's game as well and I think Mm there needs to be more shown like that as well maybe now I mean the women's team are officially finally associated with the men's team maybe if there's two home games on a given weekend season ticket holders could go down or something i don't know i don't know but there needs to be more of that for sure i think that's a lovely idea
0: millie loves Mm -hmm. the sound of that (laughs) that sounds
1: great i mean we love having the fans there. it's like yesterday we had it doesn't seem a lot but there was about 200 people there and it just lifts like everyone up it's so good and we love playing in front of people so that's yeah definitely a good thing
0: And the Nest is a brilliant place to go and watch some play as well, I have to say. So Mm, it's
1: incredible. Yeah. So um, So nice to play on as well. The pitch is lovely.
0: (laughs) This is true. Are there many games left, Millie? We've
1: only got one game left, um, but that's away at QPR. Um, so yeah that was our last home game last wow. uh, yesterday so
0: what a way to sign off at home and um, hopefully that ramps up the uh, the excitement ahead of next season and, and get along to the nest when when Norris City's women are playing and and go see them I, I mean I have to say in terms of the athletic I think our women's coverage a women's full coverage is is brilliant and um mm. treated um you know the way you, we treat men's football in all honesty and i mm. I, I working in the football industry the difference with where women's football is um and just in terms of exposure compared to say three or four years ago it just seems completely different to me and i love watching mm. it and, and long may it continue so um here here right he said to himself um okay <laughs> let's move on then uh, shall we i reckon um oh yeah let's get a bit of a uh, bit of john watson in <laughs> That's not that right. Hang on. That's the wrong one. <laughs> Hang on. Where is he? Where are you, John? Where are you, John? Let's be having you. This is almost fantasy football. Uh, it's just struck me in mentioning uh, in mentioning Burnley, of course, the, the one thing we didn't mention was that Sean Dyche was sacked <laughs> um, <laughs> after the game, albeit, you know, four or five days after the game. Um, so, yes, Norwich have beaten five teams and three of them sacked their manager after the uh, um, uh, after the event, which is, um, and, and if Norwich do survive this year, they probably will have to finish above those three teams that changed their managers after beating them <laughs> because it was Everton, Watford and Burnley. I don't think they're going to catch anyone else. So, um, but yeah, um, so there we go. Didn't want to completely ignore that, um, nor should we. Uh, but it's not about any of those. It's about Newcastle United, who um, also sacked their manager this year, didn't they? Only just not after beating being beaten by Norwich. I think it was this year. It must have been because the takeover was this year. lot's different for Newcastle United, obviously. Um, and I was kind of hoping, I mean, it was a good win for them, obviously, in the last minute at home to Leicester on on Sunday. Um, Ryan, you, you know, they've got nothing to play for. They've already achieved their objective this year. They don't need to bother on su- Saturday, do they? What's the point? They've got nothing to play for. They don't even need the money.
2: I mean, yeah, you'd like to think so, but <laughs> I dare. <laughs> I don't think that's going to be the case, let's be real. There's there's a lot of players there who I think are going to want to prove themselves given that there will more than likely be a colossal overhaul at Newcastle in the summer. So it's a lot of people playing for new contracts, playing for their futures there and a chance to play with all this new talent which will inevitably come in. And their improvement has been ridiculously good, I I do feel. Albeit, yes, with a hefty investment, but... Uh, yeah, I kind of get the feeling that it's going to be tough this weekend. I really do. I think they're going to be a completely different animal to the team we saw in December. Was November, December, December, wasn't it? The one, one started December. Changing. Yeah, yeah, completely different team. Completely different. I team.
0: mean, um, they only had ten men that day for eighty odd minutes of it. Um, Tamer Pookie's goal was was wonderful. One of, mm-hmm. probably my favourite goal of the season. I think mm-hmm. certainly I wrote that, but that was maybe um, yeah. Norwich have actually scored a few since then. Um, yeah. Uh, so that was grand. Um So yeah, I, I guess that they've got some of their January signings are available as well. Millie and um, I mean, there's been a lot of transition there, and Eddie Howe's in in charge, although he was in charge back in in December as well. I mean, do you, do you expect them to sort of go on and and be one of the biggest clubs in in England now, or is I, I don't yeah. know because it took Manchester City a while to do it
1: yeah i don't know i mean when you think of newcastle you don't really think of like the top 60 it's just i don't know i don't know maybe that's not quite yeah yeah then yeah i'm not really sure i mean like they've got the money to do that i suppose so um and i suppose that's their goal um so yeah you never know
0: (laughs) you never know i mean it it is Remarkable that I think they've spent as long in the bottom three as anyone probably bar, bar Norwich this season. Um, mm. they, did, they did, I thought, some really good business in January, which, which, which bailed them out. Um, so that is something. Um, I, I mean, Ryan, you know, if, if, if Norwich win, then they're on 24 points. You know, they, yeah. they, that's more than two years ago. And, you know, it's not over. Is it? I don't know. I mean, it's what Everton do, maybe.
2: Yeah, I I hate to be that guy again, but I think it is over. And I, it, 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 <laughs> it, it it's it's so I'll try, I do try, but I mm-hmm. kind of I kind of feel like the silver lining of being a bit better than the absolute dross that was two years ago isn't. As big of an achievement as should be made out to be, it's very much clutching at straws. I feel, I feel like there's a massive opportunity being missed this this season. Not just as a collective, but you can pinpoint so many points throughout the season where they there was a really good opportunity for Norwich to kick on. And actually, at St James's Park in December was one of those opportunities. I felt where they really could have taken the game to Newcastle. And talking in hypotheticals, of course, if they win that game who knows where we, where we would be now. We'll probably be a similar position, but slow, slow, just three more points or two more points. But I, yeah, I think I think it's done. And whatever happens on Saturday, um, there's only one way Norwich are going at, at the moment, which is down.
0: Okay. Um, are they the worst team in the Premier League, do you think, Ryan,
2: this season? Um... Mm, other, on recent evidence no i'd i'd put that at watford's door at the moment um i but i also think that the bottom four are just are so bad at the moment they really are pants let's be real like the game where everton beat newcastle a few weeks ago i thought everton it was one of the worst performances i've seen and how everton won that game i do not know to this day um and I think that's that's kind of the problem. I feel like we're at sadly at a point where the gulf between the top of the championship essentially and the bottom of the Premier League is just getting more and more stretched. And I think we're looking at at a situation for the foreseeable future where if one team comes up and survives, that's that's a bit of an achievement. You know, that's that's it's not like ten years ago where you could have all three come up and stay up. Now it's just if you you take your money and run with it and you have to gamble on your club's future to survive really which is why I think at the moment Norwich won't necessarily progress in the Premier League under the current uh, model
0: well you know let's hope they just bounce back then That'll be exciting. Imagine the Premier League's response to that. Oh, Norwich are back again. They'll love it. (laughs) Um, Right. uh, That is that uh, Jacob Murphy back at Carrow Road. I've just popped into my head, maybe, if he plays. So that's exciting. Um, One question I wanted to flag up um, before we wrap up. Thank you to Stephen Simons again. Uh, if Todd doesn't go to Bournemouth at the end of the season do you think the football club should extend his contract or cut their losses I mean um, Bournemouth had a great win this this afternoon I think um, and would probably still look good for going up in the championship um, which again (laughs) welcome back Bournemouth Um, and I would imagine if Bournemouth go up that they will trigger the option because it's a bit of a no-brainer for the money it is I would guess
2: from their point of view Um, but what do you think Ryan Oh no! So yeah, um, I I saw a lot on social media the last few weeks. Oh, you we don't want to read that. Oh, <laughs> I know. But saying about Bournemouth not triggering the option because Todd's not been in the team, and there was the whole thing of oh, look, he's, he's being the same way, but at Bournemouth as well. And listen, they they will trigger the option. I think his emissions the last couple of weeks have been a tactical decision, right, um, as opposed to his attitude or his application or. His quality on the pitch um and he played on Saturday against Middlesbrough and by all accounts did quite well but just they went to Coventry today and needed a more robust middle um just middle third so he, they they put him on the bench for that game um I I think with all due respect to Steve's Stevens question I think it's a no-brainer I think he's gone at the end of the season because Bournemouth will go up and he's a he's a good option to have for the money as you say Michael
0: um some of the players have it quite tough, don't they, Millie? I feel like Todd, Todd sort of, um, I don't know, it just feels a bit of a shame that it didn't really happen for him here this year in the end.
1: Yeah, I mean, he's a local lad, isn't he? So it would have been kind of the, you know, the dream, if you like, that, that he he's done really, really well at Norwich and, you know, he was... Um, almost like a teddy, if you like, (laughs) you know, so, um, yeah, it's a shame, but I think anywhere he goes, he'll, I think he'll do well. I like him as a player. So yeah.
0: He's certainly got a lot about him and, Mm. um, we'll all be watching him because you can't Mm. help that. So that's all exciting. Um, but I think that might be it for that and that is it for uh, on the ball this week the Nora City podcast that wouldn't know what to do with Saudi money anyway. Uh, if you had to, and uh, make sure you subscribe via your podcast player of choice. The pod is available free for everyone on your usual player and we are now streaming the recording of the podcast live in video form. On my social media channels, just search Michael Bailey, the Athletic Norwich City, and your preferred social platform, and uh, hopefully it will show up. Uh, Ratings and reviews, wherever prompted, are always hugely appreciated. And if you want to get in touch with any questions or topic proposals, then send me a direct message on Twitter. The handle is at Michael J. Bailey. A big thank you to our wonderful guests this evening. Ryan, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you very much, guys. Appreciate it. Superstar. Uh, Millie, congratulations again, and thank you. hope you enjoyed it.
1: Thank you. Yeah, thanks for having me on. It's Brilliant. Really Can we good. do it again next year? Yeah, definitely.
0: Brilliant. That's exciting. <laughs> uh, right, well, we'll be back for a uh, fresh bout of Canaries Capers in another edition of On the Ball, the Norwich City podcast. Uh, until then, never mind the danger. And we're clear, Ryan Milley, all you Twitterkers out there, welcome to Wits End. Uh, if you've stumbled across this for the first time, not got a clue what's going on, then listen to On The Ball podcast number 42, which went live on September the 8th, 2020. It's all explained there. You can email this bonus part of the podcast directly with an email to twitikers at iCloud.com or use the hashtag twitterkers twitter k-e-r-s on twitter just don't explain what it refers to because this is a secret club for only those who discover it uh which of which you are um have discovered um this week no planning but essentially ryan it's your quiz yes so this is it ryan. is this is um I, I, we might bring this into the main podcast in future yeah, oh. I keep I keep introducing you as Quizmaster General. Yes. People who <laughs> are already switched off never get to hear your quiz program. Oh, no, it's I, fine. Um, I don't blame them really. But yeah. Oh, that's exciting. Um obviously if anyone is still watching live and wants to join <laughs> in on the quiz, you're more than
2: welcome. Um so, so for that context, Millie, I've been on twice now and the the main reason I've come on, I swear, is the main reason because I offer nothing <laughs> otherwise, is just to <laughs> make okay. a stupid Norris City theme quiz <laughs> and just have some fun for the next 10 minutes. So Ooh. you're welcome to join in. It's another weird one. So here we go. Excellent. Well, now then, I'll what's, join in. what's the premise of this one then? Right. So this is a game I am calling Earnshaw or Unsure. <laughs> and basically, I don't know if you guys are aware, former Norwich striker Robert Earnshaw is an absolute gold mine on Twitter, like big brain, ridiculous energy. And I have got a list here of 10 tweets, some of which I have written as Robert Earnshaw, and some have been written by the man himself. I'm going to read them out, and you have to guess if it's Robert Earnshaw or if you're unsure and it's not him okay <laughs> simple game nice. Bit of, fun. Bit of fun we have fun here guys welcome to we wit's do. end we yeah. do. all right then let's go all for right. it we've got 10 questions number one if it's 10 times better than the leading brand why isn't it the leading brand
0: oh i mean that's a great <laughs> point he makes a good point whoever
2: has whoever, made it um, I will point out as well that 90% of these are not football oriented at all. He just tweets <laughs> the most random nonsense. So this is where we're going off the rails. <laughs>
0: okay, I've spoken to Annie a few times. Um, nice guy by all accounts. Yeah, 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 definitely. I reckon that's him. That's, that's sensible. What do you reckon, Millie?
1: Yeah, I was going to say the same. I think that's him.
2: Oh, guys, we're zero for one.
1: Oh, that
2: was God. me. Well, wow. no this is a way. question I ask myself every day. You're very, very,
0: <laughs> very wise, right? Go on, wise. then, number two. Millie, number two.
2: Millie can answer this one first. The human body is 75% water, so we are all basically cucumbers with anxiety. <laughs> I think, that's, I think that's him. I
1: think that's him. Ooh.
2: Oh, I was oh. going to say, I was gonna say that's, that's something Ryan would definitely say. <laughs> the thing um, is, Michael's technically not wrong, but you're also wrong in the sense of it's not Robert Earnshaw. No, it <laughs> is Robert Earnshaw, sorry. It is Robert Earnshaw. Oh, it is him. I
1: think I've actually seen that on there. <laughs> I'm sure I have. Millie
0: really, really retweeted that one. So, <laughs> yeah. um, exactly. Oh, so Millie, yeah. Millie you're 1-0 up, basically. Millie's 1-0 up. So okay, well, third okay. question. Are you ready?
2: I wonder how many miles your thumb has scrolled. Oh, I think that might... Mm,
0: I would say Ernie. Uh, and sure. Sorry, you should play the game. Probably And sure.
1: <laughs> See, I'm unsure, so I'm going to go for Ryan.
2: <gasps> Mr. Bailey's pullback back level. It's 1-1. Exciting. Phew. Oh. Needed that. Now, yeah, good. this is going to be my... This is my favourite one out of all of them. Since we sent robots to Mars before sending humans, isn't it possible that the first extraterrestrial encounter on Earth could not be the aliens themselves, but might be their technology instead?
0: I mean, has he got too much time on his hands?
2: <laughs> um,
0: uh, yeah, I, I want to say. Oh, no, you'll go first. Sorry, Millie. I think I'm going to go with um, Earnshaw. Sure. Yeah, I think I was going to say, I was going to say mm-hmm. Earnshaw as well. 2-2, two, two, guys. 2-2. Two, <sighs> two. It
2: was indeed Robert Earnshaw.
1: That's a long um, old tweet, that. No, How we kept
2: within the character limit. on the I'm characters, yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah.
2: Um, two more. Uh, Chris Richards,
0: number one was Earnshaw. Was no, that right or wrong? That was wrong. Was that was me. Uh, Steve McDonald says some of these are fantastic. I mean, <laughs> admittedly, that's not all of them.
2: <laughs> uh, don't worry, uh, we've got another six to go, guys. <laughs> okay, let's, let's, crack, crack on let's crack on quite quickly on. then. Quick one. If tomatoes are a fruit, does that make ketchup a smoothie? So, uh, if tomatoes are a fruit, does well, that make can, ketchup a smoothie? I mean,
0: a dog doesn't make ketchup a smoothie. Well, oh, mm. that's, oh, yeah, go for is it me first this time? Yeah. Uh, Ryan, <laughs> I think you wrote that, Ryan. And
2: really? Unsure, unsure, I'm unsure.
1: Yeah, really? I'm unsure.
2: Yeah, you're both right, three, three. Yeah. I love how yeah. Michael at the start is like, yeah, you've got a quiz. And by the fifth question, I just see the life drain from his song. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I think Chris Richards went unsure on that one, but I don't yeah. know if he's on delay. we
2: <laughs> <Right, laughs> right, number work. six. Watching Cinderella with the family, and I have one question: Why did Cinderella's shoe fall off if it fits perfectly?
1: I'm going to say
0: unsure. Uh, I, I I figured that would be I figured that would be unsure. Well, yeah, because mm-hmm. he's probably watching it with his kids. Go for it.
2: Fake. Yes. Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah.
0: You should probably be get. You should probably be getting points for how many
2: we get wrong. Yeah. Then. I should ghostwrite write for Robert Earnshaw, I think. If <laughs> I'll just write tweets instead. We're all Number assuming seven... he's writing these himself. But yes, yeah, of terrible. course, yeah, of course. yeah. Number seven. There is zero evidence today is Sunday. We are all kind of relying on the fact somebody has an accurate count, uh, has kept an accurate count since the first one ever. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, is it me this time? Um, um you, Ryan. Okay. I
1: think Earnshaw.
2: Oh, Millie's taken the lead. Oh, well I, done, I Millie. I haven't seen
1: these. I've yeah. th- I think they've been in the thread and I've definitely seen, like, <laughs> some of them are coming to me.
0: Millie's, <laughs> Millie's been studying, basically. She didn't watch the Burnley game, but she knows every tweet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> She's she 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 busy <laughs> reading all the <laughs> tweets. <laughs> <laughs> Go on
2: then. What have we got? Two more? We've got, we've got three more. We've three more. Right. Them. Okay. Eight. It's, uh, it's four-three to Millie. Oh, Number eight, it's my birthday, and it made me think that the hospital I was born in is the only building I've left but never entered.
1: Mm. I think, and sure,
2: I don't,
0: yeah, I don't know if I could go for a meal with Ernie. Um,
1: no.
0: <laughs> yeah, it does, yeah, I mean, yeah I'm, I'm inclined to agree. And sure.
2: you are both correct, it is Robbie, and sure, that's not, yeah, okay. he's Five, kind of a man okay oh okay Neat. Neat. two more two Neat. more do you think that having a different name would change the entire course of your life would i have had the career i had if people called me bobby or sandra
0: uh, <laughs> <laughs> <Bobby> <laughs> or sandra. uh ryan that's you and unsure unsure
1: yeah, I'm going with Ryan. I'm yeah,
2: sure. that was a bit too on the nose. It was the it was the Sandra that did it, let's be honest. Okay, so so who, who's going,
1: for, yeah, who's this going first one. this
0: time? It's 6-5 to Millie. She's going first. going first. Okay,
1: I was only going to
2: say, because if you were going yeah. first, Michael, Millie could, technically it could yeah. take it in the corner, you no, know. But no, 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 no Millie's going, going first. Okay. Yeah. Okay. If I and Robin untucked, untucked his shirt from his shorts, would that mean his shorts are tucked into his shirt? If I and Robin untucked his shirt from his shorts, would that mean his shorts are tucked into his shirt? No, I'm
1: going to go for Unsure.
0: I mean, the shorts are elasticated, so no. Uh, I'm going to obviously have to go (laughs) Unsure to even give myself a chance of
2: equalising. And Millie has sealed the game. Oh, well, done, <laughs> yeah. well done, Millie. Well done, Millie. What a forty-eight hours <laughs> for Millie. I know. Oh. I what forty-eight hours. And now, <laughs> which is which is better, Millie, survival or winning this quiz?
1: <laughs> I actually think the quiz topped it. No. <laughs> yeah.
2: <Okay. laughs> uh, Good cool. answer. Um,
0: Steve <laughs> McDonald <laughs> said uh, that's an Ernie. Don't know which one, but I reckon you're probably right, Steve <laughs> um uh, Well, Ryan, I, I mean, another triumph from the Christmas general. I have too um, much time. We can, some of these yeah. we can bring back, obviously. Um, yes, of course. And, and there'll be others as well in, in future appearances, I think.
1: I'm Thank definitely going to use that round um, for our away day quiz. Definitely. <laughs> nice. Yes. Yeah, like yes.
2: yes, Please. That's Let fine. Let me know how you get on. That'll be great. Yeah. <laughs> I know. have to.
0: You're definitely gonna to have to send us a video of that one. Maybe. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, right. Uh, in that case, I think we're all done. So um, I will wrap this up. Thank you for everyone for watching and, and listening. I hope you've enjoyed. I hope you enjoyed a marvelous pod. Uh, Ryan, thank, thank you so much for all your time and effort. Superstar.
2: No, thank you so much, guys. I really do appreciate it. Oh, is my third appearance? Do I get like a hat trick ball like on soccer? I am. Can you send me a ball? Uh, An Easter
0: egg? I, I, I'll, I'll send you. Yeah, I'll send you a cream egg oh Um, yeah next time i see you i'll get you a cream egg um providing you don't go and get one from the reduced section now obviously um millie thank you thank you so much again for coming on really appreciate it we'll see you soon
1: thank you for having me
0: um and uh if you can say uh, goodbye on three that would be great one Mm -hmm. two three everyone Bye. 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 bye I see how long they all stay um, waving there, which is exciting. Oh, I pressed the wrong button. There we go. That was exciting. Um, And there we go. (laughs) That was, sorry about that, guys. Um, Right. uh, people that was for on the video i just froze it on people um you didn't miss anything audially um but that is it for i uh, would say that's it for the podcast hope you have a brilliant evening thank you all for listening and watching and we'll see you again next week um if you want to get in touch remember hashtag twitikers or twitikers at icloud.com until next time that's a roop